brought to you by La Heart Skoda, the new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out theheart.ie for their latest offers. Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of Extra Time. My name is Roland Quirk. We're here until 8 o'clock this evening. We'd love to know your thoughts on the sporting weekend. You can text the show at 083-311-3311. That works for WhatsApp messages as well. You can tweet us. Our Twitter handle is at TipFMSport. We have a busy show for you tonight because we look back on Tipperary footballers' defeat, third defeat in a row in the Allianz Football League Division 3, this time in the hands of Antrim. It finished Antrim 119, Tipperary 14 points. We'll hear in a few moments from David Power and reflect on that result. And we'll also talk about the, res- the game played in, in uh, for the benefit of the Dylan Quirk Foundation uh, between Tipperary and Kilkenny over the weekend as well. We've a lot to come in ladies football tip. We're playing Leash in ladies football and in Camogie as well where the Tipperary Camogie got their National Camogie League underway over the course of the weekend. Lots of local rugby to talk about with AIL Division 2 and 3 back underway with uh, Nina Clon- Mel and Cashel all in action local soccer with Barry Ryan, Munster Junior Cup and Peak Villa taking centre stage there so any of those stories we'd love to know your thoughts 083 311 but let's start by hearing from David Power who's obviously cut a fairly dejected and disappointed figure when he spoke to Paul Carroll of Tip FM after the result in Semple Stadium on Saturday night yeah, look, um, look, we're very disappointed. Um, don't, I thought we started reasonably well, but we were we're after conceding four goals in this league, and we're all, and like we're after giving the four goals to the opposition. Um, so from that point of view, we're very disappointed. Um, don't and don't, they got a couple of other scores then, and then I suppose after half time we won the throw in. Uh, we turned over the ball again in their half, and they they got two quick scores, and it don't it never gave us the platform then to have something to build on. And uh, look, we're look we're there's no um, shirking it. We're in, we're in a very rough place at this moment in time, but we have to keep we have to keep remain positive with the players, um, and hopefully over the next couple of weeks we might get some bodies back. And it's it's tough, it's not simple, um, but we have to remain positive with the players. And in the game itself, I suppose a lot of Antrim scores came from, as you were mentioning, turnover ball, and a lot was from both your own kickouts and their kickouts. The yeah. kickouts I felt was something that really didn't go your way at all. Too. No, no, um, yeah, and we started off well with them and I, I suppose when the game starts turning against you everything seems to go kind of pear shape um, um, and that's and that's that's the thing we're not giving ourselves a chance in any any of the games you know we're we're constantly putting ourselves under pressure by by doing these unforced turnovers but we have to you know what look um, the big thing that I took from tonight we kept playing to the very very end and I know it's easy to say that but that's an important thing because um, don't we have to keep we have to keep playing because eventually there's something turn we'll get that piece look that we just need and we just need to get that win and hopefully that'll change our season and um, don't but I'm look overall I am very very proud of the lads they're they're working really really hard but we're just we're just getting no just, just nothing is happening for us at this moment in time. Yeah, you're you're in a tough position in terms of as it's, a lot has been spoken about. Obviously, the injuries, Connor Sweeney, Stephen O'Brien. You didn't have Sean O'Connor out there tonight. Connor no. Kendi and Connor Mark Russell, Mark Russell, Russell. Russell, which co, uh, he was sick and uh, 
the list goes on. The list is going yeah, on for us. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like We're getting no look, whether it's off the field or on the field. We're just getting absolutely yeah. no look at this moment in time. And that's and that's it's tough going. And that's that's why we have to remain positive. It's it's very easy. The easy thing for us is to go in there, sh- shout and roar at the players. They're trying. Um, just Things are just not happening for us at the moment. Um, but look... We have to dust ourselves down, we have to get ready for Longford and you know, look, um, it's a big game but every game now at this moment in time is a big game because we have to start getting a win. Yeah, you're probably looking at four games left, one game at home, three on the road, probably two wins anyway you'll, you'll be needing. Probably three, uh, I'd say. Probably three. So. Probably three because um, Antrim will have us on head to head so that's like an extra point so that's why tonight was was a kind of an important game but look, um, uh, look, the Longford game now becomes important as well. And like, look, you have to keep playing. Uh, but the big thing we have to start doing is trying to get that win. And I just feel if we can get a win, who knows what will happen then? And what's the? You're, you're in a very difficult position in terms of with those injuries and things haven't been going your way. What's the message to the lads after a game like tonight uh, to keep the kind of mood up or, or keep we things positive? There, yeah, we spoke there. It was very positive in there. Um, the players are very, very positive. You know, like, okay, they're down. Obviously, they're down. But we have to remain positive. There was, there was pluses there. Okay, people might see, see that out there. But there was pluses there. Uh, uh, so we, we scored some great scores. We also, like, the first half against Down, we had no shot from play against Down. I, I think we had 11 shots there in the first half there tonight. Okay, not all went over the bar. But at least, don't at least we're getting the shots off. So look, there is there is progression. But at the minute, every mistake that we're making on the ball, the opposition are really really punishing us, and that's something that we have to really work hard on. And just in terms of finally on the lads who are injured, any of them are going to be back in the next couple of weeks or? Um, I, uh, at this moment of time, it's hard to say. Uh, probably, this this is the problem with the league. It's so it's so demanding. You have much time. I would say the Longford Fermanagh game. I don't know if we have any new, don't any of those injuries back. Hopefully, for the for the last two games, we might have some bodies back. But look, from that point of view, we are in a tough. We are in a very tough position there. But. Look, I'm not one. I've never, and I'm not going to start now. Yeah, look, we are down a lot. We're down a lot of injuries. We're not making excuses because I still feel, you know, if we're if we're not making those silly, unforced turnovers that that like we would have been good enough. We proved it like the night against Down. You know, you know, like we create enough chances that even tonight there, we're just giving away some silly, silly scores. And if we can stop that, I think I think we can start winning. We we can start winning the game. That's David Power speaking to Paul Carroll after that disappointing, has to be said, result in Semple Stadium on Saturday evening. It finished Antrim 119, Tipperary 14 points. Let's have a word with Tom McGrath, who's there. How are you, Tom? Hello, Ronan. Um, there's a couple of things from David's interview with Paul that I might pick out. On one hand, he says there is progression, we are getting shots off, but he's still very focused on what he calls silly, unforced turnovers. Um, do you see progression? Because it's hard for those of us who are perhaps on the periphery to see any progression this year and it seems like the Taltian results Taltian Cup result against Carlo has bled into our season this year Little bit I suppose alright that was a game that, that was a game that I thought that we'd win and we looked like winning it for a fair while that day but look that's that's in the past and I mean like the last couple of last three games in the league they're in the past as well and it's what we're going to do in the next four is what's going to count but like there's people were at home last Saturday night and they reckon that it was as bad as we ever were. But I thought it was, it was that little bit better than the Cavan match now. 
I'm I'm not for a moment uh, denying your your analysis, Tom, but are you kind of clutching at straws a little bit? Do you think? Are you? I know you're a glass half full man, but the, at the best of times, but yeah, I, I think so. Like that. I mean, I mean, really talking to a few lads around that the game on Sunday, what or Saturday night, what you need for starters, and we haven't got them. Is you need well four fellas, uh, six foot three, six foot four around in key positions around and unfortunately the few of them that we have they're injured or not available for one reason or another and like they're they're big players physically big players and then you're you're working you have smaller players or physicality or physical attributes are not matching up to the opposition and like Antrim when Antrim broke a pace the other night like they were they just got the run on us and they came forward in numbers and we don't seem to be able to transition the ball uh, forward at the same rate that our cross field kicks are either at best flat to the man that he's taking the stand in, or even worse behind it that we never we don't seem to be able to create the, the, the space that that a fella is, is encouraged to run onto this cross field pass that when you get a fella running onto the cross field pass you're taking the ball at pace and you have you have advantages then now is that because the opposition are setting up differently or we're not setting up right ourselves I, I, I'm kind of a bit befuddled with it like really but then I'm <laughs> coming from a different era I suppose yeah, really Yeah you are and your footballing ethos is different to what you're seeing on the field is it great with you Tom? Sorry? Your, your footballing ethos differs from what you're seeing on the field does what you see on the field great with you? A, a, a bit yeah because like no, okay. If you if you're having the physical attributes, you're starting from you're you're starting from the wrong position. But no, like, just to be clear, Tom, you're like, not talking about strength and conditioning. You're just talking about the size of our players. Well, the, the two go the two go a bit hand in hand. Like we're like David was talking about unforced errors and turnovers. But if you have a five foot nine, five foot ten fella goes into uh, goes into a contest with three fellas. He has the ball and he goes into a contest in those situations. There's only going to be one winner. You know? There's only one winner in those collisions. The ball will be taken off him. And we we got turned over ball or got ball got turned over on us. And Antrim turned that into scores at the other end pretty quickly. But I suppose the thing that oh, this only struck me at four o'clock on Saturday evening, thinking about the match before I went in. Antrim survived in Division Three last year. So it's their second year in a row in Division Three, so they had they had that advantage on us. So I got a bit worried at that stage because I said, "Look, we're only have to come off in Division Four. We're we're down a few players in that, so this is not going to be the the win that I thought it might be." Because that the Saints lads win the Landrum match and win the Longford match then, and you're probably you probably will survive in Division Three. But that's I don't. It's very hard to see that happening now like that. But Antrim's experience in Division Three, they're their physicality, their experience, and their work rate, and their just pure pace, like was was something that we, we were fortunate was really to be as near as we were at the finish. Like um, now, a bit unfortunate with uh, uh, Shane O'Connell's black card. Um, or I didn't think like what I saw of it. It wasn't it wasn't the black card as per rule, but we didn't suffer too much in that period but we could have had we concede the penalty and Antrim concede contrived to miss the penalty to keep it wide so that that, that saved us so that the, the black card didn't cost us too much in the scoring stakes but probably cost us in energy but then when we got we got our act together probably in the second half of the second half um, we we finished strongly 
you know, much like we did against Derry the first day out. You know, the second half performance down, like. yeah. down my apologies. Yeah, but yeah. the very but the but the second half performance against down gave us food for optimism, I thought. I well I would have agreed, Roger, and that and, and that translated into the first ten minutes against Cavan. I said, like this is this is shaping okay, but that's like the rest of the match against Cavan and then what um, what we saw for the first the first half we'll say the other night like that was and then the second the start of the second half probably was the whole lot better but look they, they, they are where they are like David Power his management team and the players aren't going into Turles for the good of their health and any every, every whatever night they do during the week they're, they're working very hard they're putting an awful lot of time and effort into it and they're not they're, they're not getting the performances they're not getting the results and at the end of the day there's very clear you can do about it you can just work put put your best foot forward and you know but do you, the best like, you can and I have no doubt what they're doing that like. I, I fully accept everything you've said there in relation to the good of their health and they're not doing it for that and they're doing it because of the pride in the jersey but if yeah, correct. if plan A isn't working are you seeing a plan B are you seeing any improvement when it comes to the collective failure from kickouts? Are you seeing any improvement in in the, the way we transition ball from defence into attack? So I don't see where the where the things that have to be made better are being made better. Yeah, well, the one the bit that I have there, you have, you have a difficulty with the kickouts because you haven't targeted. Men go back to the big men that I'm talking about. That if you had, if you had, yeah, you're them, missing Paul you Fee and you're missing Mark Russell. You're missing, you know, you're missing Conal Kennedy. You're missing Stephen 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 O'Brien. Like yeah. they're, you know, that that are they're, they're not too far from being available to you. But that's the bit of hard luck that they're all they're all missing together. So if you had those targets, that's one thing. But the the difficulty I have is that our just our pure pace through the middle third. That's cliche I know that but like that that 50 metre stretch you have to be getting the ball quickly through that but we're we're moving across the field over and back and I think it is that we're we're not committing enough fellas to the to the attack at the stage for fear of being caught at the back that the fellas going forward with the ball but we're leaving maybe four fellas behind with two and from forwards okay, that was so the way it looked at times the other night so you've got to get you, you you got to have your numerics right going forward when you have the ball going forward get as many as you can forward and trust fellas to work back then when they, if and when they do lose the ball Are players playing with some degree of fear then? Because if they are you've got one hand tied behind your back Well that's a, it's probably a defensive strategy and that's where that's where I'd have the difficulty that like you know you, you have to you have to push forward whilst attack was always regarded as the best the best method of defence is attack so you Go forward with the ball, go forward at pace, but then lads have to work like Billy. When you when you do lose the ball, you have to be able to come back as quick as the the opposition go forward with the ball. Then, like, and there is a huge difference between the speed with which we attack and which the opposition hit us on the counter attacks. Okay. We're not going forward with pace, even when we turn over ball. And there was times the other night we turned over ball that you know it was probably a player had. He was 30 metres away from where the ball was being kicked to him. He had 30 metres in front of him. So he had 60 metres of clear ground. But like we were slow in that area and Antrim lads were able to come back and pick us, pick us off because uh, even the length the length of which players are kicking the ball, like I I see Antrim more comfortable kicking the ball 50, 60 metres past us, like kicking the ball at length. You could, you know, the ball, there was a thump of it. Like our power kicking is not... 
and we strengthen our legs. I, 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 You're at a loss, Tom, really. I am, I am, I am. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, like... <laughs> I spoke about optimism at the start of this interview. I spoke about the second half against Down. I spoke. You mentioned the first ten minutes against Cavan. So, like, if if that's in our locker, you know, it's quite a challenge now to go to Longford and try and get it out of them because surely, from the players' point of view, there must be heads down through no fault of their own, and and the effort they're putting in is not being translated into success on the field. Well, that, that's that's true, and even I mean, the win the win in Longford. Um, if, might might if, save your yeah. status, but it, it, but that's it, a big if. Mor- like, bear it, mind there's, there's more to it than that. Well. That you have to save it's it's morale and it's a piece of confidence for the Talchon Cup when that when that comes around as well because that has to be a target as well. Like, well, something has to be a, a target because. Uh, you know, consolidation in Division Three was would would have been a nice prize, I think, this year. But that looks to be extremely difficult. And there's by no means we're talking about Longford. There's by no means a g- given certainty that we're going to go up there and 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 uh, produce the performance that we know the players are capable of. Oh no, because they're going to be they're going to be playing for their lives as well in front of their in front of their own supporters. Like, and I thought at one stage that even looking forward that Fermanagh looked like a possibility but now we find that they've won they've turned around after a first day loss they've won their second and third matches they're sitting above near the top of the table and, and the bottom mm. with four points so I'd say the chance of getting two points out of in the skill is probably um, not great either and Offaly will come to town they'll be they'll have a pep in their step and going to Mulgary isn't going to be easy either like, but I couldn't figure when people were talking about uh, getting out of Division 3 in my eyes that was never that was never an option. That really was to maintain your stats in Division Three, because like if you go back to Division Four, there's no guarantee you're going to get out of it. Even you know, playing as we are, we won't get out of it. Like. No, that's true. Well, anyway, Tom, look, it's it's is it next weekend in Longford or for any weekend? It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, you just hope that David and his management team can raise heads and get the lads playing the way that we know they can, get one or two more back, you know. But uh, it's yeah. not because all down to who's not there. Yeah. It can't be easy for the management. I no. said already, it can't be easy for the management. It's definitely not easy for the players either. They're the guys that are doing their gym sessions and doing their field sessions. And then the last thing they want is people slating them as well. Like, no, that's I, why, I agree that's why you were reluctant to do it. Like. No, it's, it's, yeah. it, but you have to analyse the game as well. But I would you imagine course, from the players' do, yeah. point of view, you know, they're sick of losing as much as we're sick of, of, of losses too. Because like, at the end of the day, if, if you, you can use... Uh, 2021 20, players like so if you get get fellas six fellas go out there run themselves into the ground and be hauled off the field nothing left in their bodies you put in subs in front of them instead of and they do the same thing well then there can be no fault at all so that but I'd be saying that there's not that that's that's not happening all the time to my liking anyway Okay Tom I got a fly to a break but thanks yeah, for your okay, time tonight. I'll talk to you next week That's uh, Tom McGrath with his thoughts on the Tip Antrim result 119 for Antrim 14 points for Tipperary and lots of texts coming in um, we're completely outplayed outbullied by Antrim you know and as, you know, says one texter um, somebody else says why are Tip footballers playing in a ghost stadium with no supporters playing smaller venues like Nina or Templemore or Clonmel where they can attract a big local following who wants to be in a big concrete jungle with no atmosphere says a listener in Newport Well, this, the answer to that dear listener in Newport is that's where the players want to play and if the players want to play in Temple Stadium I'm be of the view that the tip footballers should get exactly what they want for the effort and the time they're putting in and if that's where they want to play let them play there 
Maybe I'm wrong. 083 311 We'll take a break. Back in a minute. Extra time on Tip FM. Brought to you by La Heart Skoda. The new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out laharts.ie for their latest offers. And if you have any nominations for the February Sports Star of the Month, the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month, all you have to do is send in an email to sportsstar at tipfm.com. That's sportsstar, all one word at tipfm.com so many great worthy winners over the course of the last 12 months we'd love to see some more nominations come in for the February award which will be announced in our first show in March our text number is 083-311-3311 the headline in the examiner today says free scoring done makes an impression for Kilkenny that's Des Dunn who was uh, scored heavily and I think he won a man of the match award uh, in that Dylan Cork Foundation senior hurling match between Kilkenny and Tipperary had finished uh, Kilkenny 420 Tipperary 25 points let's hear from Liam Cal who spoke to Stephen Gleeson after events in Semple Stadium yesterday Great workout for both sides I'd say Kilkenny came I suppose with a a little bit more established players uh, in their starting 15 than ourselves from the, from the off and they got a foothold of the game you know very early in the first half and it was always difficult to peg them back but you know Good workout for us, uh, front of a big crowd, and delighted to be part of a great occasion. Yeah, and like Dylan is a player that you had up along for many years. Yeah, look, you know Dylan and I go back a long, long time, and it was from his from his juvenile days really right through up to up to under twenty one, and um, you know we've we've great memories of, of of Dylan and what we achieved and achieved together, and you know it's just um, I think it was just just a great occasion today. To, you know, even flicking through that programme, like brought back a lot of memories to us all in that temporary dressing room, and you see all the photographs in it. Uh, it was a uh, it, it was a tough day to say the, say the least. Yeah, and uh, Kilkenny arrived up here. You know, they were eager to make amends for last weekend down in Nolan Park, and uh, they started at a blistering pace. Tip got into the match then, but they had the goals. They had the goals. Yeah, that's they say goals win matches. They they got four today. Um, I suppose we created a few chances as well that we didn't capitalise on. Um, so that was a positive from us, even though we didn't we didn't uh, convert them on the score sheet. But um, yeah, and I think if a lot of our errors, you know, uh, I suppose credited to Kilkenny uh, capitalising and getting their scores more, a lot more easier. Easier, um, Stephen. I think you know just looking at it from the sideline as it was unfolding every time Kilkenny hit us for a big score it was true unforced errors or a handling issue or a bad decision from us further up the field and they seemed to hurt us and that was basically it I, st- I still think it was what you know 24 scores to 25 or something like that so I know they had the four goals which is obviously the, the key to, to winning the game Yeah and uh, like I suppose a few of the lads that were playing today they'll be in the mix for the championship now that were maybe fringe players going into this spring campaign because you've lost Cahill Barrett now for quite some time. Niall O'Mara is out injured as well. And of course, uh, poor Paddy Cadell is out for the season. Yeah, we're just, after getting a real bad run of it of late, Stephen, uh, you know, last Sunday, I suppose, in Nolan Park was an expensive win in a lot of ways because of the injuries we picked up. But um, we have a good, strong, competitive panel. A uh, few guys put their hands up again today here, which was which was brilliant, and it was brilliant to have the, the game and the occasion and here in Semple Stadium in front of a big crowd to 
you know, to test fellas because they come training every night with me inside in, in Dr. Morris Park and Mikey and the lads and they train really hard for, for, for days like today. And today was able to replicate that, like what, what they meet at National Hurling League level and into the championship as, as, as near as possible. So, um, yeah, there's, there is a bit... A bit of work for us, for us to do, I suppose, as well as a management team to make sure we, we, we put our, our stamp on this and get our right players in the right positions as the league comes near near its end. And, you know, we have Dublin next week now. And after that, I, I think all managers will be starting to push shape on their team and, and have one eye really on the championship. Mm. Poor Paddy Cadell, big loss to you going forward, like, and uh, I suppose the opportunity is there for someone else to uh, look at it from a manager's point of view. Yeah, look, the hard to lose any player I suppose that's putting in the effort they're, they're putting in but Paddy in particular was training you know exceptionally hard had, had himself in great shape and, and um, you know you could you could, you could could live with a, a six week hamstring or a you know a broken bone that might take maybe six weeks but when, when you do something as severe as, as a cruciate like um, uh, you're, you're into longer period and it looks looks almost now that Paddy will, you know will struggle to be back before uh, before the inter-county season uh, finishes. We'll have uh, Barrett back, hopefully, as spring progresses. Yeah, we will. Uh, hoping Cahill again, you know, is going to be working really hard to, to get back. It's a, it's a fracture injury, so it's going to take a little bit of time for it to, to set back properly. But once it does, you know, no better man than, than Cahill to get back in. He keeps himself in great shape anyway, to be fair to the chap. So, you know, once the, once the injury itself heals up, I think he should be back in the field uh, and, you know, pushing towards uh, the first round of the championship at least anyway mm. you happy with uh, the application of the players and how it's all going so far Liam this springtime yeah I am um, they really are a committed bunch of players I can't you know stress that enough Stephen they really put in a massive effort you know they're they're living this every day like you know from the recovery to their, their training the recovery their, their their nutrition everything is is centered around being as good as they can be in a Tipperary jersey every opportunity to get and um you know people probably don't really understand what goes into this behind the scenes from a player's perspective so really happy with the way these fellas are applying themselves and just looking forward now to, to getting them really ready for uh, for the latter stages of the league and hopefully for the championship as well That's Liam Cal speaking to Stephen Gleeson after the Dylan Quirk game in Semple Stadium yesterday and he mentioned there about the people don't realise the amount of work that goes on off the scenes behind the scenes with nutrition and effort and all the rest that the hurlers put in and for the same breath you can also say for the footballers as well who put every bit as much effort into their attempt into their desire to play for Tipperary as well and uh, I don't think we should underestimate how much commitment the footballers have in conjunction with the hurlers as well. Let's hear though from Noel McGrath because he also spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full time whistle yesterday. Yeah, look, I suppose for it was a it was a great day, I suppose, organised um, for the foundation, the Dylan Cork Foundation. A lot of work was put into it by a lot of people, and um, it, it it looks like it's after being a great success. Like, and um, fair play to everyone involved, including people from Tip and and Kilkenny as well, for giving it the respect that it, it deserved. It's uh, someone that you hurled with for a few years, and other lads have hurled with Dylan since uh, you know he was uh, barely a teenager. Yeah, it's just some of the boys have been with him there. Like the two Clonaughty boys obviously have known him since they were since they're growing up to all their lives and a lot of the boys have been on underage panels for the last eight, nine, ten years with Dylan and like, we've all got to know him over the last couple of years since he joined the senior panel as well and he was just a, a good lad who came in and done done all his training, trained as hard as he could and wanted to 
do the best for the team every opportunity he got. So, yeah, we're we're delighted to be able to to represent the foundation here today to the the best that we could and and, and put on a um, a game here in in Semple Stadium for for people to come and watch and to support the foundation. Yeah, the match itself, there was a lot of subs on and off the field. You came on there in the second half, Rona Mare as well, and uh, it was a game that uh, I suppose you're you're getting to see players hurl that may or may not be part of the championship team but matches like this can decide it Look, I suppose every day you get an opportunity to go out in the field and put on a tip jersey. You're respected and you put on, you put in as much effort as you possibly can. And today was no different. Every man that went out in the field there today done their best to, to I suppose, perform and for the team to perform as well. So, look, some days it goes well, other days it doesn't. And um, it's about how you pick yourself up and go again now when we get back to the field Tuesday night and get ready for Dublin next weekend because the games are coming ticking fast and we're all looking forward to them and, and can't wait to get back going again. Uh, injuries to Kyle Barrish, to Niall O'Mara and uh, more poignantly to Paddy Cadell who's out for the year but uh, it's hard I suppose to deal with that but you have to raise the spirits somehow. Yeah, look, I suppose unfortunately there are injuries that we picked up over the last few weeks um, but I suppose every day you go out, that, that's the, the risk you, you run and everyone goes out to do their best and, and, and when it comes off and have bad days when lads pick up injuries like that, it's disappointing for them but them boys have great attitudes and will get themselves right will put in all the rehab work that they need to put in over the next few weeks and unfortunately Paddy's is a, is a bit more serious but knowing him, he'll put his head down and he'll come back as strong as ever again. Great stuff. So all on the horizon, Noel, and loads of games fast now around the corner. Yeah, looking forward to them all. Like, the more games that come, the better, and um, we can't wait to, to keep going again now next weekend. That's Noel McGrath, Stevens, speaking to Stephen Gleeson after the Dylan Quirk game in Semple Stadium yesterday. Lots more to come on Extra Time tonight. Don't go anywhere. Our text number is 083-311-3311. Back in a minute. Extra Time on Tip FM Brought to you by La Heart Skoda The new name for Skoda in County Tipperary Check out laheart.ie for their latest offers Things have been going really well for the Tip Ladies footballers with 100% record going into yesterday's game against Leash in Feathered Unfortunately though that 100% record is no more because Leash had a last gas point to pip tip there, I didn't think I was going to say it that way. To beat Tip, Leash won 12, Tipperary 3 goals and 5 points. Uh, Sam Lambert is on the line to have a look at this for us. How are you, Sam? Hi, Ronan. How are you? Uh, disappointing way to lose to a last minute, uh, one of the last kicks of the game to, to beat us. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was Patrick scoring the, the final score there, an excellent player. But yeah, they'll be very dis- uh, disappointed with the loss there yesterday. I suppose they did want to keep that 100% record going and um, the chances were there to be taken and I suppose it just didn't come about. Goals obviously uh, came easier for Tip? Yeah, super goals. Um, very, very well set up. And Marcy scoring two goals and Andrew McGuigan as well. Um, and Ashley Maloney of course having, having say in, in both of them. You know, she she uh, could have win it herself I think four times but um, she made it 100% goal by hand passing across the goal and the girls finished it off. Did you see anything to suggest, like they've been on the road now, You know, this is what, their fourth game in five weeks, so uh, is there a bit of tiredness creeping in, do you think? I, I, I think the, yesterday was a very different game to what they've been playing. Um, Leash played a very open game, they were very attacking all the time and they kind of, I felt that they played with a, no fear kind of and um, they weren't defensive at all, whereas the last two games, Tip have been defensive themselves and they've come out across 
defensive setup. So um, I just think that the, it, Leash played a very, very open game and they, they constantly attacked them and uh, they opened them up at times. So um, that's where I think kind of maybe it was it was a bit different from the last three games they played. So you think there's a lot to learn from this evening defeat? Yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be things to learn no matter if you come out with a victory or, or a loss. Like, and um, the girls will be, as I said, disappointed, but they don't have too many days until they turn around and play Monaghan now on, on Sunday away, which would be a huge game for them. Uh, different surface and all that. But no, and their first no away game. On. First away game, I think, of the year. First away game and only away game, running. <laughs> so, um The draw was kind. Yeah. Very, very kind. Um, so they've all their other matches inside of Town Park and brilliant facility and they're playing on the AstroTurf. So as I said, it's going to be a lot um, different on Sunday with the, the surface that they'll be playing on. But look, they're training on that surface too as well and um, they'll be two teams at it. So um, they'll, they'll look forward to that. And I suppose with the form that Monaghan are on at the minute, I'd be expecting Tipperary to come out with a victory of that. Uh, promotion presumably remains the goal. Absolutely, yeah, and, and look, they're well capable of it. I suppose the, the the ones that would be at the very top are mad. Uh, they were in the Division Two final last year, uh, got bet by Kerry, and they'll be looking to, to get back to a final again. But I think yesterday's um, defeat could come against them at, towards the end if it came to head to head. Um, that Lee should be going through to a final. Uh, Arma, Tip and Leash were the top three going into yesterday's game um, so the next few games will tell a lot we uh, will go straight through to the final this time as there's no semi-final OK um, thanks indeed Sam we'll uh, look forward to reports from Monaghan um, ne- uh, next uh, next weekend and uh, hopefully the girls can get their winning ways back on track thanks, and t- thanks indeed thanks Ronan not at all that's uh, Sam Lambert former All-Ireland winning captain with Tip uh, giving us news there of that one point defeat for Tipperary at the hands of Leash and Feathered yesterday but uh, things a bit better for our Camogie girls who got their league campaign off to a win uh, Geraldine Canan was looking at this one for us hey Ger. How you doing, Ronan? Always hard to know what's going to happen the first time a competitive uh, ball is thrown in. Yeah, certainly. And I suppose you'd be hoping for a good start and get off to a winning start. But Wharton probably expecting a nine-point win over Galway, the current league uh, holder. So a perfect start for Dennis Kelly and his management team and a well-earned win. Uh, how much of it was was set in tone with the early goal? Was it Karen oh, Kennedy? Yeah, fantastic goal. It really set the tone for the game. You know, um, you know, tacking from defence and uh, some great one-two with Courtney Ryan and uh, yeah, look, uh, really set the tone. Karen did, and uh, in fairness, all the goals were well worked, and um, you could see a bit of like, you know, obviously a bit of the coaching style uh, in the way they were playing and the way Tip were trying to do things. It didn't always come off, but you can definitely see what's what they were trying to do and the work rate as well was fantastic and the fitness that goes along with that um, but look they won't be getting carried away uh, Galway without a lot of the regulars but still it was a great win and um, you know a long overdue victory over Galway Well those are the scalps you need to take but I'm interested in something you said there about perhaps you're seeing a different blueprint or the fingerprints of Dennis on the team already Yeah look or even Michael Ferncombe in coaching as well and you know, it just looked like um, a few positionals with changes as well. We had Courtney Ryan full forward. I suppose we'd, she'd be more known for midfield or, or a half back line with Clonty. But um, you know, looking at her her power and her strength up there, full forward, and she certainly caused trouble. And uh, you know, there was times it was 
Cuiv Maher got I think one or two points and they were they were almost um, something like out of a copybook training or something the way that the players ran help or supported each other off the shoulder it was kind of like one two all up the field all like almost like a basketball move or something but uh, you know it, it felt like that was something they're obviously working on in training and you know a greater emphasis on fitness I think as well because there was a lot of running off the ball and we had Emer Heffernan was down for corner forward, but she was everywhere in the backs and the midfield. And um, Teresa Ryan huge co- coverage there in midfield as well. Emer McGrath was playing out centre forward, which was kind of a new position for her, and picked, found herself in a lot of free space and picked off some nice scores. So definitely looked to be trying different things and playing players in different positions. And look, it definitely worked well for them on, on Saturday. And maybe um, you know in previous. I think the last two years there's only been a point but separated these two teams but these are the scalps you got to take if you're going to start breaking that ceiling that semi-final ceiling that we seem to need to get out of yeah certainly and um you know it's it was uh, i think i think the defeat to Galway last year in the league probably hurt more than probably people realize you know you know a lot of people put it down to not getting the championship not going well it's the, the, the kind of knock tip for six so look it was important uh, to put down a marker against Galway uh, at the weekend and to get the league off to a winning start and look I think the league is more important I suppose for tip than Galway it seemed to have won you know a nice bit of silverware in recent times while we're chasing silverware for a long long time so um, and look it makes it easier to, you know easier to go to Dublin next weekend haven't had that first victory and uh um, I suppose gotten the championship off to a winning start, you know, and there's confidence there, and you know, subs come on and played well, so there's a lot of competition there for places as well. Well, if you're caught to Van didn't start, so obviously there's um, there's a bit of freshness to it, and then you have the luxury of being able to bring caught off the bench if you need her. Yeah, and she, you know, she looked hungry when it, when she did come on and and, and got a point. Uh, yeah, so look like the coach Mary Ryan, Ethan McGrath, all all starters last year were all. Uh, not started injured or on the bench and um, you know there was like Savannah Fatty came on and got a goal and Mary Burke came on looked really hungry for the ball so too Denise Trasty so look I, I think there's definitely it seems to be more competition for places so far and hopefully people can stay injury free and keep that going and um, I know Dennis hoping to get a settled team out of the league and uh, he'll definitely have learned a thing or two on Saturday yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a good start. Dublin next weekend. I think it's in that's in Parnell Park at two o'clock. So if you were going to Dublin for Crow Park at five for the Tip Seniors, you could swing by Donny Kearney and go into Parnell Park and watch the ladies beforehand. Yeah, you know what? It'd be a great day out. And uh, no, look at Parnell Park. You know, it's Tip journey drew with Dublin there last year in the championship. So they'd be hoping for a better result. Um, Dublin got a heavy defeat to Cork there. So. On Saturday, expecting a bounce back from them at home as well. But uh, you know, I think Tip will be confident going into this game uh, after the win, and hopefully, um, they can get another uh, few points in the bag. Yeah, indeed. Thanks, indeed, for all your efforts, Geraldine. We we'll talk to you next week. No bother, Ronan. Thanks, indeed. That's Geraldine Canan joining us there. And don't forget that game is at two o'clock in in Parnell Park next Saturday afternoon. Plenty more to come here on Extra Time. We're going to change direction. Our text number is 083-311-3311. Peter Silk is on the line. How are you, Peter? I'm very good, Ronan. How are you? Really interesting at the top of uh, Division 2A, isn't it? Yeah, it's get, it's tightening up, Ronan, big time, actually. Uh, the results of the weekend really kind of put the cat among the pigeons for a lot of clubs. I think uh, UL Bowes win over um, uh, over Queens really tightened up the the table, and uh, Barnhall have gone to the top, and Nina have pushed on as well. Now I think 
Nina, yeah, I was going to say you're you're understating Nina's form by saying they've pushed on. They are absolutely blazing a trail right now. They are really, yeah, absolutely. And I've been saying it all season that you know they are a very good team, and I think in the the whole mix, I think they're the dark horses. To be quite honest with you, um, we how, didn't. How, just to cut across you, how important do you think has their progression to a Munster Senior Cup final, the first time a Tipperary team has ever done that? That really seems to have galvanised the confidence that may have been lacking in the first two or three games of the year. Yeah, well, I think, you know, they, they, they just got better with every match, you know. Uh, we played Nina early on in the season and, uh, you know, it was a real tough, tough game. Now, we actually won the game and won it well in the end. But, you know, the signs were there from the very beginning that they were very good. And I think, to be honest, the score flattered us a little bit on, on that occasion. But, uh, you know, they have they have developed and they have improved right through the season. And obviously, if you get a very good cup run, that does give you confidence. Mm. Uh, and they're there on merit, you know. It, there was nothing fluky about it. They beat Gary Owen well. They beat Highfield well. Um, you know, so they're certainly there on merit. And if they keep that farm going to the rest for the rest of the season, then, you know, they're going to be there or thereabouts with the promotion race. Cashel and Dolphin had a 10-all draw at Spafield. James Ryan and Cormac O'Donnell with your tries. Were you disappointed, despite scoring two tries, to only have 10 points on the board? Yeah, we were very disappointed. Uh, we were very disappointed with the display. Now, that's not to take away from Dolphin. You know, they're fighting their own battle down at the bottom of the table. Themselves and UL Bowes at the moment now have 17 points. One of them is going to be relegated and the other will be in the playoffs. So, you know, they're fighting for every single point and they really fought last Saturday. Now, we didn't play particularly well. Uh, a lot of things went against us. We had an opportunity towards the very end to, to score a try. We went, I don't know how many phases, 20 or 30 phases, and we still couldn't get over the line. And that, you know, is because of the defence that Dolphin had. But it wasn't our best display by any means. Uh, we just, for some reason, didn't click. Now, I think there was a, a two or three week break because of the international. And we don't do breaks very well in Cashel somehow. We, we struggle when we come back after a break. But uh, it wasn't our best performance. We definitely were disappointed. Um, we had one or two chances to win, but you know our line-out didn't function, and when that doesn't function, then we don't function. And uh, you know that was the bottom line. But look, we, we got two points out of it. Uh, we're still in the mix. There's only five points between the top team and the fifth team, which is ourselves. So one win either way you know, can... Um, well, as we've Can't seen for Nina, because Nina have leapfrogged you into fourth. Uh, they had a bonus point win overall, Crescent, 28 points to seven. Um, That's right. Which, which just just goes to show you know, the margins are going to be fine and those bonus point wins, you know, the, the fourth try becomes so critical. Absolutely. Like, um, we we have, I think, four, four or five try bonuses. We've lost four matches, but we've got a, a losing bonus point in each one of those. You know, so it just shows you how tight the games are. And, you know, if you get an opportunity, you really have to take it. And particularly now, there are five games left. We're at the business end of the season. You know, the, the league table has kind of scattered out a little bit. But it's all to play for at the top with the five teams. Uh, and anyone, any four of those uh, will be at least in the playoffs. Yes. And God knows who's going to... It would, like at one stage there, Queen... 
uh, we're running away with the league and we're going to be promoted, we thought, automatically. But that's not the case anymore. They're now back in third place. It's amazing so, what, what a difference know, a week makes. And as you say, that absolutely. break. i got to fly, Peter, but thanks for your time this evening. Thank you too, Ron. Not at all. That's Peter Silk from Cashel Rugby Club and congratulations to you to Clonmel Rugby Club. They boosted their chances of a playoff place. 34 points to 12 home win over Ballina. Luke Hogan, Tony Cam, Cantwell, Rob Wynn, Brian O'Dea and Matty O'Toole with the tries for Clonmel there. They stay in fourth but have opened up clear water between them and fifth place Bruff so they may well be in a position to have a playoff place later in the year. 083 311 Barry Ryan's on the line. Barry, how are you? Ronan, how are you? I'm very well. We're going to start with the Munster Junior Cup because we're into the fifth round and Peak Villa had a trip to Cork to take on Springfield and came away with a 3-0 win. Yeah, and look, they would have had a very good read on Springfield because their B team played them in the previous round and ran them quite close, had a penalty to make a three-all, missed it and ended up losing 4-2. So they would have went down there quite confident. Um, and look, a professional job, clean sheet um, and got the job done. Yeah, very much kind of a, a proper cup tie for peak that they go down and do the job that's required now they're into the sixth round <laughs> we're probably down to the last eight are we we're down to the last eight and it'll be all eyes on the draw Balinanti won again um, 1-3-0 against Charleville um, I think they'll be the team to avoid the shock of the round regional bet Villa of Waterford 4-0 so that, Ooh, that was a big, big surprise scalp, yeah. because like Huge scalp. Villa last year had a phenomenal year and Balinanti looked to be doing the same this year by being competitive in both FAI and Munster Junior yeah, um, Bill, I just seem to have fallen apart a little bit. Um, but look, that, that could happen. They kind of came out of nowhere the previous year. But Ballinanti this year firing on all cylinders. They're in contention in the Limerick League. Um, they're motoring in the FBI and the Munster. So look, they're going to be a team to avoid. And I think St. Michael's would have been glad to avoid them in the FBI Junior Cup, albeit maybe not having to go to Buncrana. We spoke about that last week. Yeah. And I think Ray kind of said, well, I don't want to go to Buncrana. He jinxed it, didn't he? Yeah, he certainly did. It's a whopper of a draw. Um, as well as the travel and the journey, uh, Brunkrana have McDade, the white player, playing for the Irish junior team. They're a very strong side. They knocked out one of the tournament favourites, Salt Hill Devon. Um, so look, that, that's a really big tie. Yeah, let's look into the Premier League because uh, St. Michael's do what St. Michael's do. They go to Banch and win one nil. Yeah, and look, um, Banja had a little revival and looked to be on the way back. And Banja, I suppose, do what Banja always do as well. Whenever St. Michael's come to town, yeah. it's a proper derby. Um, they earn every bit of it. And, and it was a worldy um, for Russell Quirk to win the game and really, really tight physical game. I think St. Michael's would have expected that. Went with an, almost a full-strength team, really strong. Um, and look, it's, but it's 1-0 St. Michael's. You know, how, many, how often do we say that? It's extraordinary that's only their sixth league game of the season and we're in, coming towards the end of February like. Yeah I suppose it's a reflection of the being in the Munster Champions Cup the run they've had in the FEI and so on um, that they're playing a little bit of catch up in the league um, but I suppose the one thing the flip side of that is they're going to go into one hell of a schedule now they're going to go mm. to Bunkrana um, they're going to play Peak Villa in the league they're going to play Plummel Town in the league It's every week is going to be a bumper week for them um, and that's going to be a big test of the squad And as the evenings get longer you may well be looking at some midweek games towards the end of the season just to try and finish it off. I think it's inevitable, um, and I think that that'll have to be the case um, with the schedule they're going to have. But I, I think there's a, that that adds to an appeal as well. I think people love getting out in the summer evening or coming towards the summer when the weather gets better on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, um, and it's not clashing with any other sports. So I think yeah. that actually really promotes the TSDL. Uh, Clameltown had five. Uh, over V Rovers down in Scart while Tumal Boris really consolidated their position as the sort of the best of the rest after, outside the top three with a 3-0 win over Cashel 
Yeah, well, look, Reese Regan got a hat trick for Clamour Town up in V, a really professional performance. V, v seem in, in the world of trouble. It looks like they're gone. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, it's still never an easy place to go, and it's another big three points for Clamour Town. They can only keep doing their job. And then when the St. Michael's game comes around, you know, be ready for it. Um, in terms of the top four battle, the best of the rest outside of the top three, Burr still two points behind Clamour Celtic. So that looks like it's going to go right to the wire, but that was a big result for, for Burr, and they'll really want to get that fourth place again and do it two years in a row. But Clamour Celtic will have uh, something to say about that too. No doubt about it. Uh, while Old Care Park look like their promotion push back to the Premier Division is is, is kicking well with that 1-0 win over Old Bridge. Yeah, I think the first division has been brilliant this year to follow. And there's going to be a playoff final now between Care and Tip Town to see who goes up as champions. Uh, and, and fair play to Care because Oldbridge are really back playing well. And it was a titanic tussle um, down in Oldbridge at the weekend, getting a 1-0 win. Ben Cooney with a screamer to win it. Um, and I think that's, that's going to be a brilliant playoff final out. You know, two clubs that have to belong in the Premier League, Tip Town and Care Park. No doubt about it. Barry, as always, many thanks for your efforts tonight. Thanks very much, Ronan. Not at all. It's Barry Ryan joining us there that's all we've time for Ian O'Connor produced we'll be back to you next Monday night good night and good luck